If you've got a question for the district manager for Matt's Automotive, that's Vern Newman. You can send that question in right now to our Adventure RV Text Club. It's open at 35270 because we say good morning to Vern Newman. Hey, good morning, Vern. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great today. How about you guys? Not good. too shabby. So are you and your vehicle what do you drive Vern? i think that's always a question that some people hey if my uh if my mechanic is driving it must be a pretty good uh, unit what do you drive Vern? Uh, i drive a chevy silverado chevy silverado okay. colorado oh colorado the smaller one right nope silverado oh the, silverado the truck. i'm sorry doug's ears are better than mine how long have you been driving that <laughs> you've been a silverado guy all uh, your life this is a lease, so I'm coming up to the end of my lease here, but I'm going to be buying it out. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, when it when it comes to being prepared for winter for you or for your automobile, uh, do you feel like you're you're ready for some colder weather? You think you got all the boxes checked, Vern? You know, I think I do. Uh, fortunately, with it being a newer vehicle, there isn't as much maintenance or upkeep that I need to pay attention to, but. I do still out of habit, get, you know, the, the fluids checked, the battery checked, the tires checked. You know, make sure that that stuff is all good to go for the colder temperatures. That's something good because, you know, if somebody is driving a newer vehicle and we're getting towards the cold, whether it's two or three years older, what would be one of the first things that you need to go, oh, I need to check that because we're going to be getting some colder temperatures? You know, we, uh, we live in an interesting world where the car's battery uh, the average life of it is going to be anywhere from three to seven years. So uh, if you're getting up on that three-year marker, it's a good idea to get that checked. And it's a lot of it's dependent on how you drive, how you start it every day, what you do to maintain it. Um, you know, people that take a lot of short trips uh, throughout the day are going to take a little bit more of a toll on the battery because they're um, not giving it ample enough time to charge. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that I would say is, Let's make sure that that's good to go. Uh, fluids are usually, most intervals are going to be three years is going to be the start of your maintenance schedule. So coming up on that three-year mark, you may, uh, depending on the amount of miles you put on the vehicle, might have some fluids that you need to change in there. Uh, but those would be the, the two bigger ones. Tires uh, on a, a newer vehicle, their job when they come out of the factory is to get you out of warranty. So as long as they make it through that first 36,000 miles, um, they're good. So you may have worn out tires at this point, too, just because they're not built the same as the replacement tires. All right. Once again, we're talking to Vern, the district manager from Matt's Automotive. Ask the mechanic if you do have a question as we head into the cold weather, 352 um, I know that we uh, kind of touched on this question before when you talk about the tires and cold weather um, again, is it, does it matter? Is it air or is it the nitrogen? What, what would be better? You know, if, uh, if you're, if you're in this area, I would say air is just going to be, uh, cheaper for you because you are paying for nitrogen. Uh, regardless if you have a leak on your tire, whether there's nitrogen or air in there, it's going to leak out. Um, and we deal with so much corrosion on the aluminum rims that it's kind of pointless to pay for something that you can get for free. Okay. And it, uh, so it, yeah, and yeah. It, it always seems like all of a sudden if you had nitrogen, now you got to find somewhere to actually put the nitrogen in. That is correct. There's fewer and fewer shops that offer it as a result of this. Okay. Do we need to be worried about freezing fluids in our cars? I would say uh, your washer fluid and your coolant would be two of the bigger ones that might freeze. 
Um, coolant uh, should be rated to negative 34 degrees and your washer fluid should be rated for a winter winter blend or winter temperature so that it doesn't freeze. Okay, and how do I know that? Is that most often if I get to, you know, when you get the oil changed and all that other stuff, are they most often checking that for me? Yes, uh, I would say even a lot of the uh, quick lubes, like the Valvoline's and the Jiffy lubes, are checking that stuff, too. It's an opportunity for them. So. Okay. A uh, question comes in to our KFGO text club at 35270. I have a cracked windshield. Uh, is that something I should get changed now, or can I make it through the winter? Uh, it's a loaded question, because the crack is uh, going to be different for everyone. Um the good part about it is it's very unlikely that it's going to crack on both teams, uh, but it would be a good idea to replace sooner rather than later uh, just because you did compromise the integrity of that windshield now with that crack. Right, and that happened to me before, had a small crack, you know, and I felt like it got really cold outside, the heat from my defrost, and it just kind of went a little crazy then. That's usually how it happens. You start with a rock chip or a small crack somewhere, and then uh, you start driving, and pretty soon you watch that crack go all the way to the edge of the windshield. Okay. Is there such a thing as a worn alternator belt? Yes. Uh, belts um, used to crack. Uh, that was kind of the, the material. Uh, it's a rubber material, so it will crack over time just like your tires would crack. Okay. Uh, newer belts are made out of different materials, and we experience what we call a glazing effect, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a shiny uh, surface to the belt. So one of the two can lead to that worn belt. A lot of the times what happens is you have a tensioner that might be worn, and it's stretching that belt, causing some of that wear which can lead to inefficiencies in that pulley system, like your alternator, your power steering, um, your engine, uh, all the different systems that run on the pulley system. Okay, we've got a question into our text line at 35270. What temperature do you recommend plugging an older Duramax diesel in at? I've forgotten to plug it in, and it does start at a pretty low temp. Just wondering. You know, it's uh, going to be dependent on the fuel that you have in there, and I would say probably your protection from the North Dakota winter. Uh, we have we have zero protection in this area, uh, considering buildings and trees and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting out where there's a lot of wind, it's going to drop that wind chill. Um, I might, you know, start plugging it in at 10 just to be safe, um, just because the colder the temperature gets. Uh, you you are running the risk of failing your fuel. Yeah, I know my husband last night, I walked out to get into our uh, our gas pickup this morning and the cord was plugged into the diesel. So he was he was ready for it for sure. We do have another question coming into the text club at 35270 as we chat with Vern, the district manager from Matt's Automotive. Uh, does it really matter if we use premium gas or not? A lot of that's going to be dependent on the uh, vehicle's uh, preference, so your manufacturer's recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of vehicles that call for premium fuel. Uh, one of the things I might recommend that you try to uh, use is top tier fuel if you're not going to use premium. Okay. Um, top tier fuel is uh, a string of gas stations that have committed to minimizing the amount of contaminants in their fuel. Um, and you can go to toptierfuel.com, and it'll give you a list of the gas stations. There's a ton of them in the Fargo Moorhead area. Okay. So as we get colder, and we know we had all of those uh, ice storms coming up, someone asks, what about or what is the best way to handle ice doors and locks? Ice doors and locks. 
Uh, I don't know that there's a, a good or bad way to get in. Just <laughs> avoid trying to cause any damage to your vehicle. Don't take a hammer to the ice because you could dent the panel. Um, with the frozen locks, they do make little de-icers that you can insert into the lock. Okay. Um, that'll help with that um, to avoid you breaking off your key in the lock. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that there's a good or bad way to do it. It's just a matter of what's most effective and safest for your vehicle. Okay. Another question coming into the uh, KFGO Tax Club at 35270. Good morning. My question is, I'm starting to smell oil burning when I have my defroster heater on, and I haven't had an oil change in a while, but I don't see an oil leak. What could that be? You could have some uh, oil uh, leaking through the exhaust, um, and you could have a leak in the exhaust that's coming into the cab. It could just be leaking that profusely into the exhaust because our uh, our air that's coming into the cab is usually coming um, somewhere near the engine bay. Uh, so I would get that checked out as soon as possible. You definitely don't want to be breathing that types of fumes in. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, get into Matt's Automotive soon and get that checked out, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, it's Vern, the district manager for Matt's Automotive. Where can we find you guys? Uh, you can find us at 1234 First Avenue North in Moorhead. Um, we also have four other convenient locations that would all love to help you as we uh, inch into this uh, cold weekend.